Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the PDH Pals, the Pals on the Cows on the Pals Pals. We are here with the Pals for another game of Pals PDH. Oh, John, we got Can't a great game to tonight, man. You got Battery Explorer playing Noggle? Oh. Wait, what? Stuff. Hey, whoa. Yeah, I can't wait, man. Huh? Wait, what, what is that? Pals? What? Wait, wait, what? Hey, what? They, what is going no, on they're, here? They're talking, man. Like, like, don't interrupt them. I th- I th- I th- what? I yeah, hey, tell me about the... We're trying to get a PDH game, game going here, right? Is this... I think you guys are on the wrong show. What? Oh, oh shit, we are. We're not playing PDH right now. Yeah, this isn't the Pal studio. No, no, no. You're talking... Yeah, you're in the PDH pod studio here. It's PDH in name, though. Oh, that's how we're talking Yeah, the Pal studio is down the hall. I was confused. Right before the bathroom. Oh, okay. okay my bad. Okay. Yeah. All right, man. We'll see, we'll see, you, we'll see you I got there. confused because Francis was here, and I got excited. I, he, yeah. I, I get here? it. He's around here I somewhere. Heard him. <laughs> Hello. Welcome. I brought the text at the party. I brought the text at the party. All right. Well, <clears throat> well, hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 15 of the actual PDH pod, the one and only Magic the Gathering podcast dedicated to the total exploration of the Popper Commander format. I am your host, Brad Drack V, and let's check in on my co-host from the East Coast real quick, Dave, the Alcadron Vader. How was your birthday? My birthday was great. I, uh, I saw Rammstein on Friday. Ooh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There, I meant to ask you about was, that. Uh, there were so many flamethrowers. It was exactly the correct amount of flamethrowers. I could flamethrowers and high value. Yeah, I could. I so I, I honestly wore earplugs for the entire show because I have very sensitive ears. They get like, I could still hear everything perfectly. So uh, that was good. Yeah, but like, right. yeah, no. The, when the flamethrowers went off, like I, I was, I was close enough. I could feel the heat on my face. It was, it was Ooh. very cool. How was your birthday, which is the exact same day? That is so crazy. But no, it was good. It's kind of kept it low key. We went out and just did piddly stuff all weekend. Um, just hit some shops and ate some food that we actually wanted to instead of doing like adult parent stuff. Um, and then Monday we just sort of cooked out, hung out outside. And that was really about it. I actually worked. I didn't take the day off or anything like that. You know, once you get get to be an old man like me, they're less of a holiday, but. No, it was good. It was nice and relaxing, and I heard from everybody that I cared about hearing from, so it was wonderful. Fantastic. All right, next up is the PDH PhD, Liam. I know it wasn't your birthday, but how was your week? Uh, yeah, my week was pretty good, despite the lack of a birthday. Uh, and <laughs> this week in Magic History, we have spoilers for Warhammer 40K, although I've been told uh, the cool kids call it uh, Warhammer 40,000. I'm still oh. going to call it 40k because that's what it is. Uh, I don't play the game. Easier. I don't play the game. Do any of you play the game? I do not. I have some. They call it 40,000. They're wrong. It's 40k forever. I've, I've always called it yeah, 40k. I <laughs> uh, I d- I've never played the game, but I have a couple miniatures because I was very into painting them for a time. One of our buddies <laughs> plays it, but I've never touched it or used to play it. Not anymore. Yeah, I know our, our LGS has a pretty big Warhammer scene. Um, it'll fill up pretty quick with tables and stuff, but I've never actually played. Not for lack of my family or some of my friends trying to get me into this game, but I, I just can't get into it. Uh, although, that being mm-hmm. said, uh, some of these magic cards are looking pretty sweet. Uh, there was one they spoiled uh, Venomthrope. It's a Tyranid, whatever that is. It kind of looks like a sliver. Exactly. And it's a it's a one green, blue, two, two, flying death touch hexproof. 
<laughs> immediate comparisons are Night Vale Predator, same keywords. It's 1-1 less, but it's less pip-intensive. I'm probably going to end up at least theorycrafting this because it seems yeah, sick sure. as a vehicle. Yeah, it's it's a upgraded Slippery Boggle yeah. and a sideways, sideways graded Night Vale Predator. Yeah, it looks sweet. Yeah, it does look pretty sweet. Some of the cards actually look pretty cool. I don't I don't know if all of the precons have been spoiled yet. I don't even know how many. Really, no, they're spoiling, they're spoiling one a day. So uh, speaking of which, the one today, which is, I, I want to say it's the, the Grixis one, uh, based on all the black-red cards we've seen today, uh, was like fully spoiled five minutes ago. Um, and I was looking at it on MTG okay. Goldfish, and I found one of Alcadron's uh, newest commandos. It's <gasps> called Sika of Slanesh. Uh, for three in a red, you get a 3-3 three, three <laughs> demon with haste. And it says each opponent must attack with at least one other creature each combat if able, which is not keyword goad, but it is effectively goad, right. and it's stupid. <laughs> Sounds kind I, of stupid. Sounds fun. I, like, fun stupid. I love him. Yeah. I hadn't seen that one yet. Yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> you'll I have plenty him. of time after the show to look at it, but yeah, it's... Uh... Yeah, it's pretty cool. I didn't... I was in the... In the work truck today on the field, so I didn't get a chance to check in on too many of the spoilers, but sounds like we got some good ones. Yeah, it's been pretty solid. So, But anyway, yeah. who do we got on the show this week, Brad? This week, as the listeners may or may not have heard, I don't know how they could have avoided it, we have <laughs> in the PDH pod studio, the PDH pals, the OG pals, Eric and John, other, otherwise known as Sniffow and Drixis. How's it going, fellas? Howdy. Good to be here. Yeah. Glad, glad we could do this. Yeah, it's great to have you on, finally. It is about time. It is about time. I've been hounding you on <laughs> Twitter about time. daily for yes. a while there. <laughs> That's kind of true. Eric works that Twitter. <laughs> yeah, he does. That's awesome. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's it really just me yelling at people around Scare Till and Redact and whatnot. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Well, there is no nobler cause on Twitter. You <laughs> <laughs> might be right about that. It's like uh, the end of Lord of the Rings when they charge into the, <laughs> the army. For Frodo, <laughs> Scare Killer. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> beautiful. It's it's so it is it's so hard to justify not running Scare Killer now that we have the the Capenna Fetchlands. Like I can't. Oh, it's before, ridiculous. It is. Before the Capenna Fetchlands, Scare Killer is about like thirty percent of a meme. After the Capenna <laughs> Fetchlands, it's not a joke anymore. You got to run them. It's for real. Yeah, for real, for real. So much value, it's not even funny. It might as well be a Crucible of Worlds. It's. It's better than Crucible sure. because Crucible is <laughs> once per turn, buddy. Crucible replaces your land This is this is like Crucible crossed with Oracle of Moldiah. At common. At common. At For common. At common. At common in colorless. In colorless. Yep. Unreal. Too good. Too good. It is too good. We'll have plenty of time to talk about Scarecrow though. We'll I don't think there's enough time to talk about Scarecrow. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's next he episode. His own episode. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we uh, once again, thank you guys for coming on. We just wanted to sort of get our listeners familiar with the pals, with what you do, where you came from, what you plan on doing, all that good stuff. Like we do with all of our guests, really, the first things first, we sort of just go through introductions, who you are, what brought you to the game, and then sort of what brought you to PDH uh, specifically. We'll get more into like the actual pals as a group later on, but this is just more of a sort of a formal introduction, if you will. Sure, yeah, uh, I can start it off. Uh, yeah, so yeah, absolutely. I'm uh, Jonathan, or probably better known as Drixis, part of the PDH Pals, one of the OGs. But yeah, we'll talk about the, the Pals more in a bit here. But how I got into Magic, uh, I was actually looking this up, and I think I was 10 or 11 years old when I first played Magic. Because I remember 7th edition was still on shelves, 
and also nice. uh, Invasion Block, which now that's like one of my favorite little sections of Magic. I love like the new age old border cards, like not quite new border, but like close. Like uh-huh. I, that, that's a really fun era to me. But I got started because I had a friend who collected Pokemon cards with me and then he found Magic. So then I started playing Magic. But of course, I was like a 12 year old. So I hardly knew the rules. I hardly knew what I was doing. I could probably think <laughs> of like a million funny examples of like things I didn't understand about the game. But I think the weirdest thing was all of my friends. I don't know where this came from, but we had this idea of, of a different game mode you could play that was we had a name for it and everything. It was called Double Draw Mana Drop. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Which I already was, like it. All that meant was you draw two cards every turn and you can play any number of lands every turn. You've been playing Cosmeta your whole life, man. <laughs> I really think so. <laughs> I think it, it plays into how we play now. But I don't know where that came from. Like, we all agreed that, oh, yeah, double draw, mana drop. That's how you, you know, that's one of the ways you can play. I don't know where it came from, but that was the weirdest thing. But, uh, you know, as I got a little older, I kind of learned, like, how to actually play the game and stuff and probably left the double draw, mana drop behind. Can I interrupt? As far as, like, sure. Real brief about double double draw, mana drop. I, th- oh. I think it comes from the the minds of like 12 year olds because when I was 12 playing magic my group did the exact same thing they called it fast mana and it was uh every turn you draw up to seven and you can play any number of lands each turn and I think I think go. the big motivation for this was two things it was no one wants to play banalish hero everyone wants to play scaled worm <laughs> and like and the the other massive thing is like you want to play Scaled Worm. You have a deck that's full of Scaled Worms, and you want to play Scaled Worms, but you also need to be able to finish a game on on your lunch break in middle school. Yeah. And so, like, if you just oh, get right, if right. you get yourself to like eight mana on the field by turn three, if everyone does, then you have fast games that involve Scaled Scaled Worms, and that's that's the twelve year old dream. So yeah, double you know, double draw mana drop makes perfect sense. That's it. You know, as Mark Rosewater says, <laughs> restrictions breed creativity. You got a 15 right. minute lunch break and you're a 12 year old. You're going to make it work. This is how you do. <laughs> that, thank you for allowing me this interruption. <laughs> Carry on. No, no, that was great. And then that, that kind of makes me think everybody kind of did that a little when they were young. I, I think oh yeah, right. for sure. But anyways, I eventually learned how to actually play magic. And I, I will say though, I was never like a, much of a tournament player. I really wasn't even much of an LGS person, like goer. I didn't really do mm-hmm. that stuff. I mainly just played with my friends. And and I mean, we there were a few formats we like played a little more together, but it was mostly at home. Like I had some popper decks back in the day. I did have an EDH deck at one point, like proxy legacy decks, because I just found them kind of interesting. We like played right. together. But for me, Magic has always been like, I know a lot of people like meet their friends through Magic. I kind of like already met my friends and we played magic together. So it's kind of like just like a fun thing that we do. So I never, I never really like was a big LGS guy, I guess. I I just kind of like played with my friends. Yeah. Like you were saying, a lot of people go to these LGS events and whatever tournaments over the weekend, they drive out of town and hang out there all weekend. And that's where they meet a lot of their friends where you sort of had it the other way around. Like you already had your friends. So you just incorporated magic into that group. Right. We just all had a common hobby. Guess, right, which was nice. It's been very nice. In the yeah, last that, few that's years. a that's a leading for pals meta for later. Yeah, sure. But uh, how we came to PDH, I can kind of answer this for Eric as well, I guess, because it's basically the same story. But and it's a story I've told on the stream a few times. So we have a friend DJ who he he kind of thought he invented PDH at one point. 
Um, he basically, he was a fan of Popper. I think this is how he was. He was a fan of Popper, um, but he wanted something more like EDH. So we thought, what if you just took EDH and used like common cards? So it was like lower power and stuff. And he was like, oh, well, what should the legendary be? Or, oh, what if it was just an uncommon? Because, you know, there's like that format Peasant where you uh-huh. have like 10 uncommons and mm-hmm. then all commons otherwise. Right. I think he kind of took that. He's like, oh, that would be a cool format. And then he Googled Popper EDH and he found out it's already a thing. <laughs> <laughs> but he still told us about it. And I mean, I think our whole group was like sold almost immediately. I think it's like the combination of like EDH being so open-ended, but then Popper making it so affordable. So like you can make up some crazy deck and then go buy it for 20 bucks and play it. Right, and, like, right exactly. That's how we ended up with ridiculous amount of decks we have now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that that's how we got into PDH. And Eric, I knew you came along a little later on that that wave, but uh, now you're like one of the people with the most decks, I think. Yeah, 100%. Uh, I definitely yeah. joined after, because you guys had a, had a rough start. <laughs> Some nasty decks. And I never played Yeah, we'll get all. into that. Yeah. But yeah, that's me. That's that's Trixus. Good deal, good deal. So you were already pretty familiar with with like EDH or hundred card formats when you got into PDH. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, okay. I, I had I spent a lot of time theory crafting this one. It, it'll be crazy to to hear this, but it was a it was a, just a straight combo deck in EDH, which I would never <laughs> do now. But it was a, an anomaly death aspect deck, and I spent like hours and hours like trying to fine tune that and i was just playing it against my one other friend who had an arkham dagson deck and it was like the, the worst magic i can imagine now but I've, I've had a lot of hundred card ex- experience yeah okay good deal good deal all right eric what do you got Where, where'd you come from well i never really started playing magic the first experience i had with it was when i was middle school my brother gave me a pack i opened it and i was like i don't know what any of this does so i just got rid of it <laughs> So, but then later on, like a couple years later, when we moved down here, he started playing, um, I think it was Lorwyn Standard or something like that. He had, he had an awesome Quill Spine deck. Quill Spike? Like a Quill Spike uh-huh. combo deck, and I loved that. Every time I, I just said, tell me about that deck some more. Tell me about that deck. But I still never knew anything about it or anything like that. <laughs> then uh, a couple years later, because we, we had a friend who worked in, uh, at a game store, so we just hung out there the whole time. And I still didn't know anything about it. Right. Is this Fred you're talking about, playing... brother? Fred, yeah. Yes. Fred. Okay. Stout arm. Yes. Stout arm. I know him. Yeah. Okay. Fred, yeah. He had yeah, the cool spike deck. I think I remember his cool spike deck. I don't remember this, but they tell me the story all the time. It says, Eric, give me the worm token. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Apparently that there was, was a, a thing. But there I was a time that when me and Fred first met, we, um, we were playing Magic during lunch in high school. Uh-huh. And um, I think... Uh, somebody was watching and he was playing, I forget what the card was. It was like Worm Harvest. It was like that old, I don't know if it's Dredge or what, but it like makes a bunch of worms. Re- retrace. But he had like forgotten. What? It, it has that? Retrace. It makes a worm for each uh, land in your graveyard, which is interesting because it has Retrace. It. And he, he puts the lands in your graveyard to cast it. Yeah. I think it was something like that, but he like forgot to put them into play. And I think it was Eric or someone, but they were like, Fred, your worms. And then he's like, oh, and he grabbed, just like put his worms down. And I think Eric was watching. He's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> wrong place, wrong your words. <laughs> then, uh, a little bit after that I was at my first job and one of them said yeah I play magic I was like oh I, I know about magic but I don't play it ever so I'm going to go home build the deck and then come back with you guys so I did that and I, it was a cleric tribal deck I had um, the one that reduces their costs by a black or a white Edgewalker uh-huh. Edgewalker yeah, yeah. I, had, I had the 
like three or four Edgewalkers in the deck. And then I had uh, the Linvala, the four mana flyer that says I can't activate ability or something like that. Uh-huh. And I never knew about magic at the time, so I just said to them, I was like, oh yeah, if this resolves, you guys lose. You can't do anything after this. <laughs> <laughs> can't can't it, you can't play. <laughs> and they're like, oh, I guess you're right. Uh, you win. <laughs> and I went home, I was like, yeah, brother, this magic thing's easy. Like, what are you talking about? He's like, yeah, this card just wins the game on the spot. He's like, no, it doesn't. Yeah, you win all the time. <laughs> Super I was like, oh shit, I'm playing wrong. So I haven't gone back over there since then, which was about 12-something years ago. <laughs> <laughs> then after that, I stopped, you know, playing or caring about magic at all or anything like that. But then Fred, this was a couple years ago now, before around Kaladesh, he was like, oh, man, Eric, Nico Bowles is coming back. It's going to be awesome. I was like, oh, shit, is he really? He's like, yeah. So I was like, all right, I'll, I'll buy a new box. Not realizing, he was talking about the set after, Amonkhet, not Kaladesh. So I bought a case oh. of Kaladesh because I thought Nico Bowles <laughs> was going to be in it. <laughs> Well, Ooh. I mean, so I was like, why'd you buy this? I was like, I thought Nico Bowles was going to be here. And uh, that's about when I started getting into Magic again. I mean, you've got, the like, you know, I got all these cards, I might as well do some shit with it. You've got that Dark Intimation. you got that Dark Intimations card in Aether of Bolus. It's got Bolus from the top. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That card is sweet. Yeah. Bolus. <laughs> yeah, I think that was the, the what he got tricked by. It might have been something like that. It was like one of those YouTube videos that talk about lore and stuff like that. Nico Bowles is coming back. And Fred showed it to me. I was like, he likes that. I'll buy this whole thing for it. I'm all right. Nice. I got no complaints. I, right. I had no idea you were a Nicol Bolas fanboy. That's that's awesome. I, I, I'm not, but it was for... I like him a lot. Don't get me wrong. They did do him in War of the Spark. He's still wrong. <laughs> but uh, I was just misled. I, I have... Bad financial advice. I've been uh, a diehard Nicol Bolas groupie since approximately 2005 when I discovered... The card Goryo's Vengeance, which at the time was oh, like yeah. a, like a twenty cent bulk rare that no one gave a uh-huh. about. Like it, you, at the <laughs> time, you could use this Goryo's Vengeance or Shallow Grave to like basically unearth a Nickel Bolas with haste from your graveyard, and just w- with a Dark Ritual and an Entomb, you could make someone discard their entire hand on turn one. And like I built this, I built yeah. this stupid Nickel Bolas deck, and like I, Nickel Bolas was like part of my identity. <laughs> like for a while in college, I was just really <laughs> into it. Like I, I have a bobblehead for Nickel Bolas. Like, yeah, that's great. Fred has a, a Funko Pop for it. I don't remember. I like. Oh, Nicol maybe Bolas that's a lot. that's the one I have, the Funko Pop. Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't, I didn't buy it. Someone just gave it to me because of how hard I like advocate for Nickel Bolas. You sim for him. Yeah. So you pimp the dragon. I can't believe Gorya's Vengeance was 20 cents. Yeah, no, like... <laughs> I feel like it should have Go- been obvious from the Gorya's, start. At the, don't get it, man. at the time, Gorya's Vengeance was 20 cents, Shallow Grave was 20 cents, uh, Serum Visions had just come out a little while ago and was also... Not Serum Visions, Serum Powder, the one that gives you a free mulligan. Mm-hmm. Oh. That was that was a garbage rare that no one appreciated at the time. Entomb was... Like, people recognized that Entomb was powerful, but it was also restricted. So it was, like, worth very little... So I made this deck with I I had a Legends Nickel Bolas in the deck and like two Lake of the Dead which was Lake, Lake of the Dead was about five dollars at the time and this was the deck that Not I used anymore. to teach myself how to bridge cards so I would just wander around my <laughs> grandmother's house for like five hours a day just like bridging bridge shuffling riffle shuffling oh. this deck and like nowadays like the the deck is still together both Lake of the Dead's the Legends Nickel Bolas the Legends Chromium. Like all the Goryeo's vengeances, the the entomb, all of it. It's just beat to hell. It's it just feels it feels like velvet. It's so soft. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it probably sounds amazing. It's when you do it too. Uh, it's, yeah. it's bring cool. it over next time. I want to hear the. Okay. Uh-huh. I'll bring yeah, it. Bring that. Just feathers. I'll, just feathers. I'll bring it with me. You can you can we can shuffle the Lake of the Dead's. 
which which at this point have also been drawn on. <laughs> oh, that just yeah. make that just makes sense. That just makes it better. Anyway, uh, we're not here to talk about my nickel bowl stick. Well, what brought you to uh, PDH, Eric? Uh, did you were you in any other formats or just kind of kitchen table stuff, and then you got into PDH, or did you make the commander move? I never really touched Magic at all until I bought the Kaladesh case. And uh, at that point, you guys, I think John and them were already playing PDH in their own little thing. Or at yeah, least I'll, soon after. I'll say we started PDH in 2015, and then there was a bit of a lull, and then I think you came back when there was almost like a second wave for us. Yeah. Maybe talk a little more about, but I, I, I think I, you were more on the second half. I came back for the Humble Defector meta. I yes. was not involved in your disgusting meta you were playing before that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, my we'll, first we'll talk deck, about that. Yeah, my first deck was floor meta as it gets. It was Blood Braid Elf Commander Damage deck. Ooh, <laughs> that's yep. beautiful. And uh, it was tons of fun. I, I'm thinking about rebuilding it because I can just take it in a new direction. But right. Yeah, that was my first pile. And my second deck was Enlisted Worm. So I had a, I had a theme there for a second. Well, nice, 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 nice. See, that's a quite quite the journey. So I think we're going to get sort of into the to the meat of the conversation a little bit more here. How did or tell us about the PDH pals first and foremost? Sure. So um, I guess for I those can, of us that don't know, I can I can talk to that a bit here. Uh, yeah. So we are the PDH pals. We're a group of very very big PDH fans. Um, oh, we've yeah. been friends for a long time, and we've been playing PDH since 2015. We started streaming PDH live, I think, is it three years now, Eric? I want to say we started like the end of 2018. Okay, so maybe maybe coming up on four years wow, now. Wow, okay. We've been streaming our games. But yeah, we are a group of players that are focused on, I guess you'd call it very casual <laughs> PDH. <laughs> we, we focus more on kind of silly interactions and things like that. We can talk more about our you know, pals meta, as people call it now. Uh-huh. But yeah, we're, we we stream twice a week. We play at least two games each stream. And we, we just love the format. We, we we are rampant deck builders, too. We have a ton of decks. We can talk about them, too. And yeah, we just really love the format. I think at this point, pretty much all of us would say it's it's just the best format of Magic there is. Yeah, I we, we say that pretty often on yeah. stream. Yeah, I don't think it gets better than PDH personally. I try to push that agenda as much as possible. Right. We are consistent. We have we have pretty regularly streamed twice a week and we we just love the format. We 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 love to play games. And even before this, we I mean we would just play game after game after game for several nights in a row. Uh huh. Oh, that was another thing I wanted to say. Brent and I, before we even played PDH with you guys, because he was always on the fence about playing, Brent and I were playing one v one plane chase PDH together. Before we oh, joined your multiplayer shit. That's nice. Yeah, I kind of remember that. Like, we were just in the corner so. doing our own thing while you guys were doing that. And so, Brent and I have some experience with plane chasing. It's been hell my whole life. Yeah, it's just been hell. That sounds awful. Yes. <laughs> uh, now that you sort of gave us the rundown of what the PDH pals are, who are the ones that aren't with us today on the show? Sure. So, me and Eric, we're probably the most consistently there. Visible, yeah. Yeah, we're we're in almost every game. The more common members you'll see are uh, Jeremy or Archon Mage and Ben. I think we've been calling him the Cabena Boy. <laughs> I don't know if he has a fun name like we do, but Cabena Boy's pretty fun. We are Benham. That is pretty fun. And then uh, Fred, aka Stout Arm, that's Eric's brother. And DJ, you're probably going to be saying a lot more. Uh, always goes by Deej. But I, I think one thing I should say is like, we are we have been friends for a very long time. This is basically our friend group of 
over a decade. Yeah, sure. at least. So That's fantastic. All of our relationships go back very, very far, well predate even PDH. So I think sure. that's one thing we try to focus with, you know, PDH pals is kind of the friendship dynamic and just keeping it as like just friends goofing around at a kitchen table playing, you know, a very open multiplayer casual format of magic. Yeah. But that's kind of like what yeah, we Yeah, it, it definitely comes through. It's very nice, very entertaining. The thing that I really want to emphasize about the pal streams is that like I've, I've watched a handful of other, you know, EDH YouTubes or, or streams or whatever. And like lately, there's there's an enormous amount of like everyone records their own thing in like spell table, and then like you you you're like there's YouTube videos of spell table games, like that's uh-huh. that's not what's happening here. Like this is one no 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 this is this is one in a room one table everybody in a one table. room yep. like these these yes. people like several of them live together in the same house. The ones that don't live yes. in the same house live yep. you know two minutes down the street and like just it's it's. It's literally kitchen table magic at a kitchen table. Everyone's in the same room. And that has been very important to me, at least, to maintain. Because, like, we've even talked about doing maybe a little more, like, spell table, uh, you know, virtual games and stuff so we can maybe stream more. But it's like, I want it to be us at a table in a in a dining room playing magic. Like, that's what it is. Yeah, I don't, I don't want think it, it would be, be the pals if you did it over spell table. Right, I don't yeah. want it to be people over video, and it's just, you know, I mean, like, right. I appreciate that there are more people making the content, but, like, for me, for what I want, I want it to be some people around a table playing magic, you know? Yeah, and for anybody that hasn't watched one of the streams, it's not, you know, we keep throwing around kitchen table or whatever, but the, the production quality of the streams is very good, too. You got different camera angles, and the cards are popping up, and this and that, and banners, and scrolling, right. John, and all this John stuff, too. So. above and beyond his production lately, and it's looking great, sounding great, and all the little camera angles he's doing are amazing. Yeah, yeah thanks. I, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it looks really good. It's very complex to have six webcams running at the same time. They all have <laughs> drivers that they want to use. They, they really don't like it. <laughs> they're constantly crashing. It's really annoying. Yeah. But yeah, thank you. I appreciate you hear that. Yeah, no problem. I sent us off on a bit of a tangent to emphasize the kitchen table thing, and in doing so, I definitely interrupted Eric, who's about to say something important. Well, I just want to say that, like, to go back to what he was saying, like, when people, like, talk about Palsman and shit like that, like, Palsman is much more about, like, I want to say, like, the friendship aspect rather than the playing. Like, oh, really, yeah, sure. at the end of the day, we're just hanging out. We're just playing cards that we like playing, you know, together, joking around, having a good time. More exactly. And yeah, at the end of the day, the pals could be sitting around playing Monopoly or, you know, well, we joked around about doing dice. like a board game shoot. Liar. Yeah, yeah, we want to stream more shit, yeah. but it's too too obnoxious. So, yeah. you're saying that the pals meta is, is all about uh, friends goofing off and, and joking around with uh, what, what, what cards they're playing. What cards are signature to your pals? <laughs> well, we gotta go back again. Okay, we're going back. People, people I, I mean, I'm gonna follow what you're saying because I like it. But people always say, like, Pals Meta is, like, super casual. I think we're, like, casual to the point where it's past a little casual. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're group hugs to the point where it's, like, a bear hug on you. And, like, you're just getting smothered. You're getting smothered by Howling Golem draws. You're getting smothered by Marching Duo drones every time. You're getting smothered by Veteran Sport giving everyone lands. Home Defector giving everyone cards. Like, it's absurd. But you named a few signature cards in there. Okay, so let's let's start with the Howling Golem. That's the one that I heard yes. stuck out. That's that's the one that whenever it attacks or blocks, everyone draws a card? Yes. Okay, why? That's exactly right. So yeah, it's two, three colorless. You can go in every deck and should. Uh, <laughs> I think it's in it. like 99% of our deck. 
yeah it's yeah gotta be. i believe it. okay so it's so but yeah it's 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 perfect uh it it doesn't die when it attacks and blocks itself uh, which is a beautiful thing, because <laughs> if you attack into another one and it blocks, that's two cards for everybody. <laughs> right now you're back to double draw mana drop. <laughs> yeah, right. We're almost there. You get a duo drone in there. That's like an extra land. Uh-huh. Okay, well, well, hold on. So, so duo drone came out three months ago, and you're telling me it's already yes. integrated into the pals meta. It is already. Oh my god, yes. this meta. It yes. is destroying <laughs> this meta. Great, great. It's it's like it's the perfect companion because howling golem gives you a million cards in your hand now marching duo drone gives you the mana to cast them yep. okay okay match made in heaven that is a yes. match but he's he's crept his way into all our decks too and it's ridiculous okay so once you're past the the duo drones and the golems i heard a couple other cards there one that sticks out to me that that i that i'm familiar with is a card called Scaretiller. and oh, yeah. honestly this card when it's paired with togo complete garbage i don't know why you would play that all right, so I gotta leave now. I don't, <laughs> I don't want to be here anymore. I don't like this vibe I'm getting right here. I don't know, man. Land rock, land it's rock, land rock. What it's all about. If you equip Scarecrow with a rock, you know what that you don't have. It. You, get you, that that rock. you get that Capenna fetch land from your graveyard. Now you have two more rocks. Yep. Throw one rock, you get two back. It's absurd. It's like infinite money. <laughs> okay, but you eventually run out of basics, money. right? So, like, if you run out of gas, then it's just garbage. Yeah, after you uh, yeah, do it twelve rocks, times. Yeah, <laughs> if, you, if you run out of basics, you're still winning in my book. <laughs> right? You made it. I've done what I want to do in this game. Yeah, I mean, Scare Chiller. I mean, we already he he's so um he's he's omniscient. He, he came up before we even got into anything. He's ridiculous. And yeah, like we said, the, with the kind of fetch lands, I mean, it's just ridiculous. He is not as much... He He's, you know, we put him in the category with Marching Duo Drone, Helen Golem. Obviously, he doesn't give everybody resources. Yeah. But right. I think the the core of Pals meta, it's like, it's like Eric said, it's a bear hug. Everything, right? everything like, does yep. group hug. Yeah, everybody is just getting resources to do anything. And doesn't give everybody resources, but it's a way for you to get a bunch of them. So that's why it kind of fits, like, we call it the Holy Trinity. Holy Trinity, yeah. In my mind, the, the, the place that Scareteller fits in here is that in addition to, you know, giving everyone cards and resources with the Golem and the Duo Drone, like, it there's also... resources. Well, not just that, but, like, there's... The other way you give everyone at the table cards and resources is the Monarchy and the Initiative, which... In in pals games, it's very important to just pass these around all the time, and like, you don't want to like at some point someone's gonna have like a ten ten blocker somewhere, and like you're gonna want to attack into them for the monarch, and like it's courteous to not attack into them with a with a colossal dreadmaw. Like, hey, can I have monarch for six? <laughs> like, that's not kind. But if you're like, hey, can I have monarch for one with a scare teller? And like, can you can you would you be kind enough to not block and kill my scare teller so that I can keep getting lands? People would be like, yeah, one power, take a land. Like, oh, that's yeah. amazing. Who, yeah. who needs yeah. life? Yeah. Who needs life? And just think that one interaction you have, you did one damage to somebody, you might have gotten the initiative, which immediately happens. You're going to draw a card for Monarch at the end of your turn. you got to land out of your deck. Maybe it's a fetch land, so you gained a life off the Capenna. A million things just happened because you said, eh, okay, sure, I'll take one. Uh-huh. So, like, you can just see how the resources start flowing. <laughs> it would be effortless for that person to just be like, I block and kill Scaretailer, you get nothing. But, like, that's not the Pals meta way. That's not, that's not Pals no. meta. The lowest you can get, right. like, Monarch initiative four for free is, like, probably four. Like three, four. Yeah. Like yeah, go ahead, swing it, yeah, right? <laughs> there's there's usually a limit. It varies. It varies based on the life totals. <laughs> we should actually bring that up. Well, 
well, we can we could maybe talk about them. But uh, yeah, those are some of our. I mean, obviously, those are the biggest staples for our decks. Those are those are cards that we don't even really think about. Like when we're making a deck list, we start with those three. Yeah, you just so go like, in there. In Commander, yeah. you got uh-huh. you got your Commander, you got Soul Ring, Arcane Signet, then you start off to the races. And in Pals Medits, you got your Commander, you got your Duo Drone, Howling Golem, off to the races. <laughs> exactly. Put, uh, Bonders Ornament and Gear Rock in all the decks. Okay. Oh, sure, yeah. Bonders Ornament, for sure. What, what was the other one? <laughs> Honored Heirloom. Sorry. I was oh, trying to remember what it's okay. called. Yeah, I, I, I've been calling Gearbox so long. It takes me a while to remember the real name. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yep, no, I'm definitely, definitely a fan of the Bombas ornament. Uh, if you were watching Brad's stream last week, you know that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That yeah. Shit. yeah, it paid off. Yeah. Yeah, it's a sweet card. Yeah, so our decks start out at like six cards already in there. <laughs> Solid. Yeah. I know, yeah. I'll have to get a couple of these so you don't corner the market on them. Too late, baby. I already have <laughs> oh, a <dang>. time. <laughs> you don't want to know how many marching duo drones we have in a box somewhere. Yeah, I think I so saw fun. that. Like, the set release and y'all, like, posted a picture of, like, 300 or something. Yeah, it was a yeah. wild amount. Yeah, we've done a few, like, fully covered the table with a certain card pictures. We have so many decks, I gotta put them somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta put them somewhere. Yeah, and another thing I think about, like when someone mentions the pals meta or whatever it's not just like the cards or the sheer amount of decks it's like your your presence like your your streams you know you're like you were saying earlier we were talking about you know you're not just your viewers aren't just sitting there watching you guys play cards on the table or watching you guys play cards on spell table or or whatever you guys are interactive with the with the fans with the viewers like a lot of times they can influence the game they can make someone the monarch they can do this they can do that like to me that's also part of the pals meta not not just the decks and the cards if that makes sense that's very true i mean <laughs> you could almost say the gameplay is secondary <laughs> yeah right. we've said that before <laughs> yeah we're mainly just some dudes sitting at a table yeah right but no that's that, that, that's what i think about a lot too so Last yeah. last night we were mid game and we stopped to do a poll to see who would win between Master Chief and Solid Snake. <laughs> <laughs> That's more important than the uh, game, all right? Yeah, we ran a poll. We were just like, ta- I think like somebody just stopped taking their turn and we just talked about it for like a few minutes. Well, who won the poll? Do you know, so, wait, Master Chief. Master Chief won, yeah. Okay. Solid Snake from Metal Gear Solid Two could beat him, but I don't think the other ones could. So that's why I voted for Master. <laughs> This is also somehow part of Pal's <laughs> Not playing, not playing the game. <laughs> Getting John talking about something in the middle of his turn so that the whole game grinds to a halt for 10 minutes. That's Not on John's that's, turn. Right. That's not Pal's on Meta. John's turn. Yeah. yeah, that's what we say. Not on John's turn. I'm also <laughs> live editing it, so there's a lot going on. Yeah, I, I've tuned into a lot of other... Uh, streams, not even just PDH, but like, you know, EDH streams, magic streams in general, like, yeah. even with lower viewer counts, like, I mean, we don't have that many viewers at all. We probably hit like 15 average or something like that. But even watching other streams, like, when people ask a question, like, they don't really respond, get res- get responses. But if you ask, like, a pal a question, like, we pretty much answer instantly, I feel like. Oh, yeah, yeah you I, guys are on it. Yeah. The, yeah the we're definitely back and forth with our viewers. Like, it's not just like the one person assigned to watch the, the Twitch chat, you know. You guys are all on top of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we have screens all over the place. We should do like a little studio tour sometime and show you guys the oh, yeah, ridiculous cool. setup we have. <laughs> First time I actually stepped into your studio and looked around and saw how everything was set up, that was a very magical moment for me. Through the looking glass. Through yeah. <laughs> the looking <Yeah>. glass. <laughs> I want to follow up on something that was mentioned a little earlier. I heard about uh, the, the pre-PALS meta 
Hal's meta. I've heard a little bit about this before. It's disgusting. You don't want to know. It's disgusting. I, I need. I need to know. Wipe it from the, the history the, book. Now we, now we have to the know. fangirl in me demands answers. Yep. So before <laughs> dark past. before the meta was defined by humble defectors and noggle ransackers and veteran explorers, I've mm-hmm. heard stories of the meta being defined by Oriac salvagers and perhaps impossibly worse. And I need to know. I, I just want to know the history of that. Tell me. Tell me what the pals meta used to be like before the golden age of prosperity. So dark, this is a dark before, story. Yeah, this is before I played. So John should tell him the two decks yeah. you built. Disgusting. <laughs> okay, all right, I'll yes. get into it. Can't wait. I mean, so we we let's see. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> yeah. So my my first deck was dormant sliver combo. Disgusting. And I think they're. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and basically, the whole idea, if you don't know what dormant sliver does, it gives all your slivers defender, and uh-huh. they draw a card when they come into play. So my idea was just that with Axeman Guardian. Freed from the real, go infinite, win. That was basically the deck. Uh-huh. And I think the reason I went in that direction was because I had been working on that Anami the Death Aspect EDH deck before I was even playing Peter. It's like, oh, I'll just build like a cool combo deck again. But that was my first deck. And you might be shocked to hear this, but my second deck was Ariok Salvagers. Oh! Even though... Our, wow. Yeah. <laughs> even though our friend DJ is kind of notorious for playing it, I made that deck first. <laughs> and it is the grindiest do nothing gain life deck I've ever seen. Yeah, but uh, DJ loves it. But uh, that that was my first two decks, and from there we we went to let's see. DJ had built Nick's Weaver, another very very grindy. Yeah, that mill was super kind grindy. Of strategy deck. Yep. And then Fred had Mist Metal Witch. Gross. <laughs> nice. I actually have one of those. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's gross. It is. <laughs> Flicker, control, whatever you want to call it. Uh-huh. And then our friend Keegan, who does not really play with us anymore. He was actually one of the like, original people that played PDH with us all the time. He had Warden of the Eye, Flicker, Value, Control, Combo, probably. Yeah. And, uh-huh. and he had a five-color deck that was Fusion Elemental, but it was literally just like five-color combo. Like He was like, what if I just took every infinite combo and put it in the deck? <laughs> Incredible. So that was kind of that is yeah, incredible. That was kind of the landscape of the pals um, before the great enlightening. <laughs> I was I was getting really worried before you got to Keegan's decks because up until that point there was there was no place to put coal hauler swine. Like none of the original decks you listed were red. I was I was very yeah, concerned. Right. Yeah. You know what's funny? Bad time. This probably was after our enlightening, but Keegan later built a five color deck that was five color coal hauler swine. <laughs> and it was all about using coal hauler swine to do things. That deck is sick. We should bring it up. I kinda amazing. wanna build it. Yeah, I, wanna, I wanna see that. I definitely wanna see that. Yeah, Keegan yeah, had a gorilla's really pack leader deck, which is which helped me get into the format. It's like, oh, this is how this works. Pretty cool. Oh yeah, that was a nice straightforward one. We had some decks that were like he had some good ones, yeah. Obnoxious. He had, no, but anyways. Well, he, he did, but he also had Marsh Croc deck, and uh, yeah. no good. <laughs> Dis- no good. Disgusting. I hate Marsh Croc, though. It's the worst. Yeah, I bet you do. How's that foil deck of yours coming out? Uh, uh-huh. I don't want to talk about it. That's the other, <laughs> that's the other Dave. It's the Dave that, but, uh, the Dave that comes on the show when we talk about CPDH. So he's not here. Ooh, that's not the Dave I Yeah, Yeah, he shows up like <laughs> once a month. Yeah, he's on vacation. <laughs> but anyways, long, yeah. long story short, if you listen to those decks... You can probably see why we burnt out of the format for a while. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah, got yeah. a little bored of 
slow, grindy, controlly games. Yeah. And the thing that changed that was when Fred put together Humble Defector. Humble Defector is a mono red commander. I don't you guys might be familiar with it, but to oh, tell yeah. everybody. Yeah. Two mana, two one. You can tap it to draw two cards, but then you have to give it to one of your opponents. And that is where the political group hug social contract crap that we do now <laughs> all started. Because basically what we what we did with that deck is we said, okay, well, here's what we could do. You play it, you tap it on your turn, pass it to the left. And then the next person can tap it on their turn, pass it to the left. And we can just keep doing that. And then basically everybody draws three cards a turn. Three. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. And then, you know, what we can do is if anybody breaks it or whatever, then we just target them. <laughs> Be mean to them or something. <laughs> and so that was like, I think that was like our first time where we like, we're like, okay, this like political group hug thing is kind of silly and really fun. And this makes every deck good because every deck draws three cards. Yeah, you can do whatever um, you want with three yeah, cards. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm that's how we started building deck stupid decks. Yeah, right. Just like anything we could come up with. And then you throw Humble Defector in there. You know, sure, somebody ends up dying to a fireball in the end. But <laughs> right, right. you had a good time the whole time. And that's, you know, we're, we don't really care who wins. We, we just want to have fun, right? Yeah, you were drawing cards and, and swapping cards across the table and everything else. You weren't sitting there locked out of a game for some reason. Exactly. You, you were doing you were doing what your deck was supposed to do, but now you have, you know, your draw actually lets you do it. Yeah, exactly. you're not like missing land drops or something. <laughs> but that's that's really when everything changed, I think. And that's I think that's like Eric when you started playing yeah. cuz I think you built Noggle Ransacker shortly after that. Uh no, Fred originally had Noggle Ransacker when you guys were playing your meta, but he had it in Noggle combo. And oh, uh, he wanted to take it out because the first time he played it, he discarded a Paragon Drake or something like that. <laughs> like, I don't want to play this shit anymore. I was like, no, 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 this actually seems pretty fun. Keep that around. Yeah. But I started messing with you. Yeah. But Humble after you guys were playing the Humble Defect, that's when I built uh, Blood Braid. It was my first foray. And then when Fred wanted to take Noggle apart, I was like, no, no, give it to me. Yeah, so the Humble Defector was like bringing in a new age of the Pals meta. John, John yes. called it right. The Enlightening. It's pretty good. The Enlightening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is a good way to it's put it. That's what it was. Because like, we really, we didn't, I would say we didn't even really like the format anymore. Like we were just like, no, nah, this isn't that fun anymore. Like these decks, the interactions are just not what we like, at least. Right. And uh, once we like something snapped, <laughs> we, <laughs> we you know we all changed. And how long did the uh, the pre enlightening meta last? Was that oh, a long time? And that's hard to only, remember. That only be a, only a couple months. Mm, I know, it was longer than that. So okay, so like I said, 2015, we kind of started playing. Also, shortly after that, DJ left us. He went to hike the Appalachian Trail, actually. Oh. So he was he was gone for a long time. And that whole time we were playing PDH while he was gone. I guess that <laughs> was like almost three-fourths of a year or some shit. He was, he was gone for quite a long time. But I think... Yeah, if he did the whole trail, that's, that's about three months, usually. Yeah, and I think he got back and played with us for a bit before we kind of quit. Um, so I feel like that pre-enlightened might have lasted like almost a year. It, it was quite a while, though I might be misremembering. I, it's hard hard to put time frames on it. Yeah, understandable. But I mean, that's I mean, after we built Humble Defector, we pretty much have not stopped playing PDH, and that I mean that's like six years probably strong, just just 
regularly playing PH with everybody. Yep. Defector was a 2016-ish uh, development. That sounds about right. Okay, I I remember for for a long time your your guys's before your guys's server icon became a very beautiful, very stylized Francis. It was a it was just a picture of humble defector. Yes, <laughs> that was our that was, yeah, that was our icon for everything. That's great. And, until we got some actual little uh, branding. Yeah. Thank you for the history lesson. I'm gonna hand things off to Liam. Yeah. So, how many decks do y'all have right now? I meant to, I meant to count before the stream. I, I know I know it eclipses 180. Yeah, I think when when I got real hardcore into PDH, you posted all your decks on Twitter, and you had twice as many as I did at the time, plus 100. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say that was about. I think I had about eight or ten at the time. So you were probably in the one twenty range, but that was that was two years ago. Yeah, I think a year ago, year and a half. Derek, like I that. think we're close to two hundred. That'd be my guess. I, I, yeah, I really think we're at like one ninety something. I'm, I'm like and looking are, at the wall right now. And playable, like, putting like these are playable paper decks. These aren't like half decks or digital, you know, Moxfield only sort yeah. of things. Like there's like a couple decks that are shelf and play. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Like all these decks, you can just pick them up and play. Yeah, they're just awesome. you know a lot worse than others. Like Randy, all Randy's over dark to Dominary United, but yeah. <laughs> they're yeah. there. No, well, it's geez. hard enough updating two or three decks you play on. Play it's it's impossible to update these decks. This is I've yeah, given up since Double Masters. I can't do it. And, it's too much. And just like <laughs> as a as a disclaimer, first off, I would say we do build a lot of decks. We also don't really take any decks apart. So yeah. some decks that we really never play, we still way. have. And also some of these decks. Our decks that viewers like Alcadron have sent us, so we do have some decks from from viewers, which is something I never thought I'd get to say, and is really awesome. It's really awesome, like whole, yeah. like whole decks, like yeah, whole decks. not deck ideas or here's a deck list, go build it. Like here's here's a whole deck. Play the infamous no. infamous fridge has given us like he's been on your stream a couple times. Yeah, he's given us like yep. four or like five decks. Alka has given us at least. Thirty. <laughs> <laughs> some of them are. Some of them he took yeah. back. So I don't know how many we have right yeah. now. but I think oh, we have like ten, maybe eight to ten out decks now. Oh, wait, maybe, well, well, this isn't a new thing that you receive decks from fans. Like, what do they send you? Is it like something they think is completely original, or just something near and dear to their heart? Like, what did you send them? Dave? I, I kind of want to answer this question because I, I think I might have yeah, been the absolutely. first. So I, I was going to say you should answer that. I, I got into the PDH pals right right after War of the Spark came out. Like I, I had seen these guys posting that they streamed games on Twitch. Like I, I, I'd seen them on the Discord, and I was like, uh, I don't really like watching Magic. That's probably boring. I'm going to ignore it. And uh, mm -hmm. I, 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 I made the mistake of ignoring them for like a, a few months, and then. Then there was one stream where they were like, we're, we're going to play Planeswalkers as commanders. And I was like, oh, that's the thing I was really interested in. I want to check out this stream. So I popped into their stream, and I immediately realized the error of my ways in having ignored them for so long because they're the most entertaining people <laughs> in the world to watch play Magic. Uh huh. And like the, the way that they do the Pals meta is just everything that I want Magic to be, and it's just friendliness and like just let's do stupid nonsense all day long. Yeah, um, absolutely. absolutely. But... The one flaw that the PDH pals had at this time, when I when I became a very very avid watcher, watched a lot of their streams in the, in these early days of 2019, um, the flaw that they persisted with was lamenting that the Mardu commander was not very good. 
Like they would, this is, this is something that John would say pretty frequently. He would say, you know, like I love Mardu as a color combination. It's a shame that Mardu Rough Rider is such a terrible card. And like, I was, I couldn't let this affront to the king of <laughs> the king of PDH deck stand. And so, uh, I, eventually I got sick of them saying that. And I was like, what's your address? I'm mailing you the Rough Rider deck. You're going to play it on stream and you're, you're going to, you're going to understand the mistakes that you've made, the error of your ways. Uh -huh. And I threw in a couple other decks that I thought were entertaining. Uh, just like things, things that I thought were like clever, like the, the rebel Alliance deck that uses rebels to tutor changelings yeah. for ally triggers. Like I threw that in That's there. So cool. Um, cause you know, you have no shortage of decks either. Right, like you weren't Al like Alk is beating me by like twenty decks and driving me crazy because I was I was like three decks close to him once and then he just <laughs> dropped like. <12. laughs> I right now I'm up to uh, there are eighty five decks that I have papers versions of like uh, about about half a dozen of these are things that I've just permanently gifted to the pals I don't want them back just they uh -huh. belong to the pals now like the homelands meta <laughs> so I don't know if those count as mine or are oh, you getting that back no. <laughs> Well, hold on, but it's here for you anytime you want. Yeah. The real deck you're not getting back is Bushin and Slaughtermaster. It's not even my deck. First, it's yours the now. First, first time you came over with that. <laughs> that that first game I played with with Eric on stream, just absolutely savage. Uh, but yeah. I thought turn two or three. I can't remember. No, it was it was turn it was turn four, because I ah. yeah you you had just taken your fourth turn. And then I killed you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, how, great how nice that, was a, you that was my first time meeting out. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> nice, nice to meet you. Great introduction. Get out of this game. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so the yeah the first the first deck mailing situation was Mardu Rough Rider and a, and a handful of others. And then like after a while, I was like, okay, send those back. Like I, there's others that I want to send you, but give me give me those four back first. I I would occasionally send them decks and make them play them on stream, and then I. I sort of stopped doing that for like after I visited them a few times and just like showed up uh -huh. at their house and was like I'm playing on the stream with you now, <laughs> which was always fun. Just invite internet strangers into your home. Twenty-four yeah, hour yeah. stream, let's go. Why not? No problem. It worked. Yeah. Af after that, I just like left a bunch of decks with them, so I didn't feel the need to uh -huh. like put things in the mail anymore. Uh, so I that kind of okay. died out for a while. But then, uh, Fridge and uh, Saint Patrick. Have been sent yeah, decks that's, now. That's what I wanted to mention. Yeah. St. Patrick has been an angel and has sent us like eight something <laughs> decks. He's insane. He's up to eight now? Wow. I love him. Ooh, yeah, I gotta up I my think game. He's at like six, six or seven. <laughs> he's, yeah, maybe he's this, yeah, maybe six. I can't remember. But maybe it is yeah, eight. He, he's pretty regularly been sending us decks. He keeps uh, threatening to buy Blight Pile and send it to me too. So. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm playing Blight Pile tonight, so we'll see how that oh, goes. Beautiful. Having, Ooh, having, viewers, nice. having viewers threaten to send you decks is a great feeling, buddy. <laughs> oh, it is. I'm done building decks. I just wait for it to show yeah, up. It's honestly, it's spoiled John Rotten. I hate it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he doesn't build shit anymore. He's like, ah, don't worry. Patrick will build it for me. <laughs> Any day now. <laughs> you got assistance to build decks now. Oh, yeah. You got to like us. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that is one thing. I really like, I know we didn't talk too much about how we got started. And I don't know if you wanted to get into that more. Did you Did you want to have that as kind of a topic, or how how you got started streaming? Streaming, yeah, yeah, definitely. I okay. hadn't thought about that being a, a like a, a whole topic, but yeah, absolutely. Oh sure, I mean, so really, I, I'd say the way we got started, just because I thought it would be I don't know an interesting to talk about. I think we got kind of started like how um, 
how a lot of like YouTube groups of friends that do things together started. Mm-hmm. Like we play PH all the time. We're laughing and we're just like, people might like to just watch this. I don't yeah, know. Maybe, right? you know, like <laughs> we're, we're some funny guys. Maybe somebody would care enough to watch us. Maybe, maybe someone's dumb like, enough to laugh at our jokes. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly what we thought. It's me. Um, <laughs> but, uh, and we had the name PDH Pals for a long time. I think we were just like, would say that all the time. But I mean, really, I think when we got started, we were kind of thinking like, okay, maybe somebody will watch us. But more importantly, we'll have all these recordings of all of our funny games. And like when we're 60 years old, we can reminisce or something about like fun times we had or whatever. Right. But, uh, you know, honestly, like the amount of people we watch or that, that view us now, I know it's not a lot, but it's more than I ever thought we'd have. And I, I'm sometimes just so surprised that there are people that care enough to send us decks, come visit us and play. Like, it's really been fun. And, Watch and us every single stream. Pretty yeah, much. Right. Like, we have regulars. Like, I don't know. It's a, it's a special little feeling. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a small community, but it's very loyal, very passionate. Yeah. Right, yeah. It's a great community. I think, I, it's, I think, it's one of the reasons I love PA so much. The community is so much better than the other formats. Oh yeah, hundred percent, absolutely. That's what drew me to the uh, like the sixty card popper format to begin with was the community, and then just sort of the natural evolution. I came to PDH. Yeah, sure, makes sense. Yeah. I don't. I don't know that that was a natural. I used to Brad. say. I, I I I take great pride in uh, uh, getting you to PDH. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was probably eighty percent Liam. Twenty percent. Good job, Liam. Like, Keep like up the good work. Good job, yeah. Like well, literally, well like internet stranger on Twitter, and you know he's talking about Papa, and I'm commenting. I'm talking about PDH, and he's commenting. And uh, that's the reason I, you know, rebuilt my Papa battle box. So. Yep. Oh, uh, cool. Symbiotic. But yeah, it's been it's been cool. <laughs> Delightful. I used to say, um, if we got like just one consistent viewer, I'd be happy. Because like like you said, we're just recording the games anywhere. We're going to watch them later on. But if we have one person watching us like all the time, like it's great. We we did it. We got someone visiting us. Like that's just awesome. That yeah, just made the whole thing work no matter what. Yeah, that's that's so cool. Mm-hmm. The invitation's open for you two if you ever want to visit too. Studio is always open. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I've noted this. It'll be on the bucket list. <laughs> I love road trips. Yeah, man. Promise you're not going to love a 24 hour stream. That's the problem. <laughs> you are built for that. Yeah, that's it's probably It's mandatory, true. though, unfortunately. Yeah, those are the rules. <laughs> I don't make the rules. Yeah. Them's the rules. Wait, the, the, you can't break house rules. The yeah. rule is if we is if people show up, it's a 24-hour stream. The, the first time someone shows up. Sounds first good. time, yeah. First I time you have a 24 At the very hour. least, yeah. I can do that. It's like I think the last thing. time uh, Alec visited, we didn't quite make it to a 24-hour stream, but we streamed a lot. I can do that. We did um, that's two 12-hour streams, I think. Yeah, Something we yeah the the third time I visited, we didn't do the full twenty four hours. We just did. We, <laughs> yeah, we, we streamed. Definitely, we definitely spaced it out more. We streamed That's every single impressive. night for like eight ish hours. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot. Still a lot. Still a lot. Yeah, that's impressive. Good stuff. Good stuff. We still didn't play every deck I wanted to play too. We still what? Still didn't play every deck I wanted to play. Oh yeah, yeah no, I I missed out on a few as well. I like which I feel stupid for doing because I like when I was packing for that trip, I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna put in. Like, I don't want to bring too many decks because that gets really heavy and I'm carrying this around a while. Yeah. And so sure. I was like, I'm only I'm only going to build decks that I'm definitely for sure going to play. And then I, like, missed a couple. And I was like, why did I bring these? we got to play more PDH. <laughs> not never not doing the 24-hour stream was a mistake. <laughs> he's totally. going full circle. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> now he's regretting it. Yep. So speaking of um, decks that we want to play, 
and the vast quantity of decks y'all have. Tell me about some of your favorite matchups or your your favorite decks to play. Uh, what's what 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 decks when you see other people pull them out gets you really excited? <laughs> you already know what I'm going to say. I I do. This is why I'm asking too. this question. <laughs> we've talked about this before, but it's exactly like you said. The second we see Jeremy touch Omnixilis, we just <laughs> lose our mind. Like, oh no. I need a home defector in this game stat. I need knock in this game ASAP. We Dragon Mage? Dragon Mage, get into here right now. <laughs> but yeah, Omnixilis, I, I don't know. If you want to just say what, if I can say what it does real quick, yeah. just so everybody understands what we're yeah, getting at here. For sure. It's an play, uncommon planeswalker. Uh, we play with planeswalkers. We, we haven't found them to be like too crazy or anything. We, we really enjoy them. Um, but it, it's basically, it's Underworld Dreams, that old enchantment. It says whenever an opponent draws a card, uh, Omnisils deals damage to them. So we grab all this card draw stuff whenever Jeremy grabs that deck <laughs> to kill ourselves. <laughs> Just a race to zero. Yes. Right. And it, that that kind of comes back to Pals meta. It's not about who wins. <laughs> it's about this stupid, ridiculous interaction. It's about yeah, me double casting a Burning Ink while Omnisils is on the field. And I go to one life and I just die next turn anyway. Yeah. That's what it's all yeah, yeah. about. You love to see mm-hmm. it. But yeah, Obnixilis is one that harkens other decks. Dragon Mage is also just one of my favorite decks. Yeah. Uh, Veteran Explorer. I think everybody loves it when I play that deck. Veteran Explorer is my favorite deck. But uh, yeah, Eric, yeah, it says it's his favorite, my favorite of my decks. But yeah, the uh, the land group hog gets everybody two lands every turn if done correctly. Uh, that's. It's a wild one. Yeah, that's crazy. You know what I want to bring back is Noble Benefactor. I haven't been playing that deck. You need to update it because there's a lot more I, yeah. efficient beaters at that uh, mana range. I, I might rework it entirely. I don't really know what I want to do with it, but Noble Benefactor is a very funny old commander. I haven't really played him in a long time, but he says he's a three mana mono blue. He says when he dies, each player gets to search their deck for any card and put it in their hand. <laughs> no <laughs> restriction. You just demonic tutor for anything you want. Uh-huh. Everybody does it. It's just an, an insane dynamic to add to the game. A lot of fun interactions with that. But yeah, anything like that, anything that's just like, what does this do to them? Like, how's this, how's this going to ruin the game? That's yeah, how's this going to ruin how the is game? This what? <laughs> right, like, how do you even play with this? Like, uh, that's the kind of things. We do. I like if, if the, the the cards that we're comparing these things. If if we look at you know the three favorite decks decks that John just listed, we're going to compare his commanders to other cards. Noble Benefactor means everyone demonic tutors. Dragon Mange means Wheel of Fortunes. Yes. Veteran Explorer means everyone gets a soul ring every turn. Like yes. these these yeah. are the cards that John comes to PDH for. Demonic Tutor, Wheel of Fortune, <laughs> Soul Ring. Right? Like, yes. Except for everyone. For everyone. For everyone. <laughs> everyone gets it. For the yeah. table. The table gets a soul ring. The table gets a soul that's ring. That's what I'm going for. Yes. That that's what I like. I like I like changing things. In a weird way, it doesn't even need to necessarily benefit me if it's just like changing the dynamic. Like, okay, how how does the game work if everybody wheel of fortunes every John, other turn? Yeah, John's still out here playing double draw fast mana. All these years he, later, he nailed Pals meta years ago. He didn't know <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I I have been working on this for two decades. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like chaos, but it's it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a little like. Uh, we used but to not say, as oppressive as EDH chaos stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I just I just want chaos for a common, just so I can. <laughs> it would be a, it would be a bad time, but I just want to mess with it. But I want to say like we we used to say when we play like 
do I go for the good play or the bad or the fun play? Uh-huh. Yeah. And like, that's that's a like classic mantra. Yeah, that's yep. stuck in all our heads forever. Yeah, yeah, we just go for the fun one automatically. It's always the fun one. We we ask, but we know the answer. Play a card that's going to help me win the game, or do I get initiative or monarch in this game so I can get swung in for no reason? <laughs> and then choose Obviously not to block no for no reason. No block. Right. Why would, I block, have, why would I block like with a 1-5? <laughs> yeah. Right. So you guys don't have like a particular like i don't know guild or shard or clan or wedge that you like gravitate towards or like i mean it's no secret every time every time a new set comes out like i look for the orzov cards i look for the white black cards i look for aristocrats cards you know that sort of thing what do those equate for for you guys for the power john, john is firmly in the mono red territory yeah my favorite okay. color he has like combination nine or is ten red. mono red deck. nice yeah i like red i like colorless quite a bit and if I really have to do a combo, honestly, I'm I'm actually a big fan of monocolor decks because I think it really forces you to dig to the bottom of the barrel to find. Yeah, the those are puzzles that, that are harder yeah. to solve for sure. Your deck has yeah, to be like, like how do I like what what is how do I even like do certain things in red? Like, there's something. It's a bad way to do it, but it's an interesting card. So like, I like monocolor a lot, but uh, for color combinations, my favorite is Mardu. Uh, as Alex said, I, I still feel bad forever saying Marty Rothfarter was bad. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> um, but that's one of my favorites. Or just like maybe Rakdos, I like a good bit. But Eric, I know, is is the is it master. I have 13 is the decks currently. And I'm really thinking about building like oh, nice. two more from the latest, the latest sets. There were two really good ones. Yeah, there were some good ones in Dominator. It has been getting some juice lately. Build them. Yeah, I still yeah. have an update on my deck from Visit Charm either. It sucks. Yeah, I forgot that oh, got yeah. downshifted. Yep. Oh my god. Double Masters ruined me. I was like, I can't do it anymore. Like, not buying singles for these sets that just keep coming out. Ruined. <laughs> Double Masters, that was the peak of burnout for me. Yeah. Um, I yeah. like didn't even want to read that set. Well, there was just happened so it was, soon. It was Baldur's man. Gate and then Double Masters. It was just yeah. double whammy. I couldn't even like process that set. We couldn't I process just, like, Baldur's like, Gate and then we just got slapped with like 12 great downshifts. It sucked. Yeah. yeah, I'm not even done thinking about Commander Legends 2. Like, no, there's so much more to build so there. many good cards, yeah. It's very much like a, so like much a to build. Modern Horizons 1 where every time I revisit the set, there's something yeah. I forgot about that's just awesome. Yep. Oh, yeah. Exactly. It's not even that you forgot about it. You just didn't see it. Yeah, it didn't yeah. have time to yeah. process. Because there's what so much other stuff yeah. to look at. I can't hold yeah. that many cards in my head at a given time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just too much. Yeah, I think uh, from Double Masters, pal, I've, I've only picked up the Charm, uh, is it Charm and Swift Spear for my cubes, and that's about it. This, I mean, this, all those downships are great. Yeah. I need to put the Dark Dweller Oracle guy in more deck. Yeah. It's too good. For the other yeah, pals, though, I want to say, I think Fred's an Orzov guy also. He, he has like, a lot of black white. Yeah, he's got like four Orzov decks. He also just likes mono white. Quite yeah, a he's a huge mono white guy. He built Mentor of the Meek recently. He has, oh, he has that Avon Gaggle Master. So I dumb. I what it is with him. <laughs> so dumb. He's so f***ing <laughs> <good. laughs> Oh, man. I don't even think I know. What what card was that? Avon Gaggle Master. It's really bad. But it's won a game, so we can't fuck shit anymore. That's okay. true. Let's see. It's a fi- I think it's a five mana, like, 3-3 three, three flyer, mono I, white. I'm looking at it. It's a 4-3, yep. Yeah, and then, yeah, whenever... Uh, when it comes into play, you gain two life for each creature you control flying. And the whole deck is just creatures that gain life when they enter the battlefield. <laughs> it's a pen. Even, I don't, don't even, even know why you built it. They don't even have to fly. They just gain life. It's so annoying. Wow. Yeah. It's, <laughs> I told them, like, well, at least put Celestial Unicorn, the one that gets it, the Johnny Pride made. It gets bigger or whatever, yeah. He's like, no, it doesn't gain life. I would have put that in. <laughs> <laughs> what, a, what a legend. Yeah, really. Yeah. He's insane. 
But yeah, Fred is Orzov. Let's see who else. Um, Jeremy's Jeremy, honestly, Simic. Jeremy is the Simic fan, the token Simic fan. Disgusting we, human being. We are well on the record of saying how much we hate Simic. Um, yes. But Jeremy forces it. He he, he makes it happen. Anyway. His Jungleberry <laughs> deck is beautiful. I will give him that. Okay, like, that, that's, that's my favorite Jeremy deck. Yeah, the Jungle Barrier combo defender tribal deck is insane. The Roven Keep combo. Yeah, is I thought a about that one quite a bit. Roven Keep combo has. Ruined my life, so <laughs> yes. ended my career. <laughs> Who else? I mean, I guess Ben also seems to like Is it quite Yeah, a bit. Ben's Is it also. He's a little newer to building decks and stuff too. Um, yeah. So we'll see how he develops. What is Deej? He's got like he's got Golgari he and he has Orzov. a lot of green X. Yeah. Like, he has Golgari, Silesnia, Gruul. I think that's like almost all of his decks. Yeah, I think and he has our Exalvator. I think him and Brent are the same because Brent's all green shit. That's true, except for Corpse Knight. Yeah, that is Brent's favorite deck. I, I weird the decks I associate most with Brent are Slinvoda, Pathraiser, Path of Ulamog, and uh, Corpse Knight. Yeah, I don't even know where the where you're getting green from. I guess he has every evolution time, stage. Every time I see Brent, I see Grumbly's face. All right? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I hear him say "Take and be grateful," so I just think green. I mean, he's got okay you know, the tree folk one. Yeah, Evolution Sage too. I don't know. I guess you're right. He's, he's, a he's all over the place. That's true. Slimvada. But yeah, like, as far as... I don't know if any of us look specifically for certain colors when a new set comes out, though. I don't know. Like, I guess I look for the red cards, kind of. Uh, but I think we're mainly just looking for, again, cards that just, like, pump value into everyone's hands. Like, we freaked out when we saw Marching Duo Drone. We oh, freaked yeah. out when we read Initiative. <laughs> like, those are the kinds of things we look for. And ways to kill everybody faster, like Flame Rift and stuff. <laughs> yeah, for yeah. sure. Flame, Flame Rift is vastly underplayed, in my opinion. Yes, hundred percent. It's great, and we play with we play with forty life also, so it's a lot worse here. <laughs> and we still play. <laughs> Cast your Flame Rift in a thirty player, thirty life team. Come on, don't be a coward. Oh. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Jeez. They they play with forty life so that they can cast Flame Rift more times in a single game. Right, exa- that, exactly. Yeah, I, I assume that. Yeah. much. Yep. That's like two and a half more. They play with 40 rates. life so they can ping each other for the Monarch. That's true. Yeah. That's a buffer for that. It, there's a lot of a lot of benefits. So which do you like better, the Monarch or the Initiative? Initiative. Uh, initiative is so, too. It's too. so not okay, it's not even fun. It's a, it, has, it has broken 60-card pauper in half, like yes. completely in half. I've heard, yeah. It, it's it's almost too much. It, like when I, when I was looking at Commander Legends 2, I was like, this is like... I don't know. It's like they made this up for us. Like, yeah. And and it it's almost like, like, you know how a lot of people say EDH kind of got ruined when Watsi started printing cards for EDH. Uh huh. That's almost how I felt when I read like Commander Legends two. I was like, oh no, they're like printing cards for our format. <laughs> like they're <laughs> trying Dave, to kill Dave's us. <laughs> brought up that exact uh, thought. Yeah. Before. and it's like you know I know it's that it's not was not their intention, but. It felt like that, and it, it almost scared me. I was like, "Is this too much?" Because like, it really did though that that particular set did really feel yes, like for PDH in general, but particularly for the way we play PDH, it was just like, "Oh my god, no, 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 no. slow down!" <laughs> yeah, because they just the cards like during spoiler season, they just kept coming. Like that's playable, yeah. and that's good, and that's going to be fun, and that's a good one. And oh my god, you see that one over there, and like it was just one yeah. after another. It was stressful. <laughs> yeah, it really was. But right. initiative, I like initiative a lot more than Monarch because it has changed our game drastically. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess I didn't really say. Yeah, initiative. I, I like it more. I 
it is it is like it's, it's a lot. It felt like, like it would said. be a lot to keep track of and uh-huh. maybe a little overwhelming, but I don't I don't think it's been too bad. I've, and, I've lost the game because I didn't keep track of it, so yeah, it is a lot sure. to keep track of sometimes. <laughs> it is. And I've definitely lost the people that are like turboing through the undercity, but Oh yeah. If happening. you fly through the undercity you're you're so ahead it's not Yeah. Speaking of like Commander Legends and Double Masters and all that good stuff, I know you said you haven't updated the deck in a while, but when new cards do come out, you know, and you, and you want to update some decks or edit them, do you have any sort of like guidelines or principles or heuristics you you sort of follow if you're going to do like mass changes? Maybe not one one deck here and there, but like if you're going to try to update ten or fifteen, twenty decks, is there something you sort of some sort of path you follow to do that? Well, John, how do you update your decks, John? Okay. Do you care to tell the rest I, of the class that you update your decks, John? I don't. I don't. <laughs> I just don't. Eric, you should probably answer this because you you actually do a that, pretty good job yes no question. of keeping um keeping your decks updated, which is pretty impressive, actually. What I what I use, like I said, I stopped with Double Masters because it's too much. What I do yeah. is I typically buy like a ton of copies of like cards that I consider playables. Like, I bought 100 of each of the initiative cards. So I'll buy, like, thousands of cards at a time, like, all commons and shit. And just, uh-huh. like, get all the boxes, and I'll just start updating decks, like, one at a time. Like, oh, this goes here, oh, this goes here, oh, this goes here. Oh, I'll cut this card. I'm not really good at cutting f- cards, because I just, I just don't care anymore. I was like, all right, let's go. Right. And, so and you kind of like... try to force the new mechanics, yeah. too, right? Like, even if it doesn't seem as good. Like, I know you were putting blood everywhere just to try it out. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. But every deck I have. Same with yeah. the, the venturing before Undercity. Like, just venture in the dungeon. Like, I put that in all the decks, too, just to try it out. Now that yeah, your Blue Cockroach in... deck was, like, flying through the dungeon. I can't believe that before Cockroach Before Gate. Kind of along those same lines, like, when Blood Fountain came out, say, take that for example, were you just like, okay, well, I need 30 Blood Fountains because I'm going to put it in every deck that has black? Or were you like, eh, only these two or three decks? I ordered really 100 Blood card. Fountains. <laughs> <laughs> I ordered a lot more than 30. There we go. <laughs> yeah. So it is something like, like oh, okay, this this mono red, you know, creature is really good. It's just going to go in all my red decks now. Like that I knew that. Thing. I mean, it depends on the card. Like the initial ones, like I said, I bought multiple of. I yeah. think I bought like a hundred something of each of the Capenna Fetch lands also because that just goes in every deck. Yeah, on the colors, obviously. Yeah, it's also just like availability. Like, yeah. If you get a hundred copies of a card, even if only we put it in twenty decks. Whenever we think of something new, we can be like, oh, we have that. We can put that in there. Oh, it's in this, part so, box, this box over here, Mark. Yeah. yeah, right, exactly. And, of course, it's all so organized. It's, it's, oh, it's a disaster. <laughs> we, we call, we've been calling what we do lately the floor meta, where it's just we have boxes everywhere. Like, oh, this this box has cards in it. We can build a deck from this box. Uh-huh. Yeah. So what's in your deck? Pick cards right, up over the there. Floor. We have all the like, I pulled crumbs and hair on them and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> the last like the last like ten of my decks have been format. It's there flying around. Just throw a deck together. But yeah. Like I said, I tried. This was a lot easier before they were churning sets out like nobody's business. But I tried and get all the staples from this recent sets and uh, and I just say like John, Brent, Fred, like, hey, this card's good for your deck. You should update it. But you know. It's tough okay, getting people up there. Yeah, things. yeah, it's hard enough to keep up. You know, I only have, I think I might be at two dozen decks now, and, and that's hard enough. I can't imagine ten times that amount, basically. Yeah, it's crazy. I'm at like sixty-five decks, I think. I was so close to Alchem, still so salty. Like I think it's only eighty-five. You can catch up uh, using this one weird trick. Get good, scrub. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Get on my level. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah man, you built four <laughs> Homeland decks. You already won. <laughs> yeah, he was already four decks up on you. You mean yeah, you mean my five Homeland decks? Oh, I don't think we can talk about that. That's a cheat one. count, that's, buddy. That's cheating even for the pals. It has a rare thing. I regret nothing. Ooh. <laughs> I'm not surprised um, at all it won that game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> it was... Now that we've talked about this Pals meta, we've talked about its evolution over time and the uh, the quantity decks that you have. Where do you see yourself in five years? It's an interesting question. <laughs> in five years, I mean, hopefully still playing PDH, I guess. I, I would like to see us grow well, more. We all hope you're still playing PDH. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we got fans now. We can't disappoint. <laughs> no, that's right. Um, I mean, I think for us, like, personally, I wouldn't be too surprised if we moved towards streaming other things a little bit. We'll probably always play... <clears throat> excuse me. We'll probably always play PDH. But I could see us streaming some other games and stuff because I, I think we... You know, we do a lot of things together. And I think a lot of those things could be fun to stream. So there could be more... More of that in the future? I don't know. Sure. But as far as PDH goes, I mean, we've been playing it for seven years, eight years almost. I feel like we'll be playing it for five more. Um, and do you do like board games or are you guys into other card games or a little bit of both or we role play playing, D&D, that sort of thing? Anything else? Yeah, we there are a few board games we like. Um, we also play like Terraria and stuff like that or like some, some other like computer games. Like we were talking about playing Path of Exile soon. And, like, I could see us just streaming ourselves playing Path of Exile someday or something, sure. maybe. But, you know, probably also since we have all this set up, anything on that table is kind of all well lit and set up. So we can yeah. do anything there. Yeah, it's a very good spot. We would also like to do other magic content. Like, we do we do cube pretty often. And we we always kind of wanted to stream cubing, but it's a little tricky. Because, um, like, we want to, like, show our picks and it's, like, hard yeah. to visualize that and everything. And that's one thing I wanted to let the listeners know, too, is it's not just your PDH streams. Like, you guys do set reviews on YouTube. Yes. Um, like, you were just talking about cube stuff. So it's not literally just PDH gameplay all the time. You guys branch out, but it's all sort of popper-centric. Yeah, we, we have been reviewing every set for a few years now. Um, and we, we do do, like, a PDH-centric set review where we talk yep. about, like, uncommon creatures and commons. But, yeah, I mean, as far as the project, like... When when we first started, I think one thing I I think I said this, I was like, I want this to be that I just click go live and then we play PDH and then I turn it off. And there's very little involvement outside of that. We're still doing what we want to do, you know, right? Uh -huh. Like I didn't want it to turn into some sort of business or like thing that like like another job basically right where we have, exactly. like, we got, oh we gotta play pdh today we gotta do this and that i always wanted to keep it as like authentic and and just literally a recording of our interactions well and, you guys have been able no to keep it that way for it. a few years now that's it's very impressive i know a lot of content creators hit that that burnout level or like you were saying they start out being all fun and goofy and, and basically being themselves and then right. they hit that business mode about a year later and just all goes yeah. to hell for them or whatever right yeah i hope we never hit business mode i think um, i think the biggest departure we've seen in the last few years from click go live play pdh and then you're done i think i think the departure here is now you click go live you try to play pdh everyone watching ruins the game <laughs> by spending all their channel yes. points in terrible horrible suffering ways 
because we're we're more we're here mostly to watch you suffer not not the, the magic is secondary we're here for shouting oh, and then and then you're done after we have ruined what would have otherwise been a very pleasant evening for you see you give yes. us a, a glimpse behind how the show is made and now he's given you a glimpse of how the viewers yeah. <laughs> interact with the show yeah the first time Alk watched us you watched me die twice in one game. Yeah. <laughs> so he's been enjoying not, my suffering since he's think, known me. I think the second time I watched you guys, I killed Jeremy. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How did that work? So, Jeremy was playing Goblin Test Pilot, and he was at exactly two life with an untapped oh, Goblin God, Test Pilot. And he played, he played a, like a Radiant Fountain, or, or one of the, the Gainlands, maybe, Swiftwater Cliffs or whatever. And I was in chat, and I was like, you have to activate the Goblin Test Pilot in response, like, because maybe you die, right? Like, you gotta, like, <laughs> right. the life gain goes on the stack, and I need you to activate this Goblin in response to the life gain. And he did, and it hit him in the face, and he died with life gain on the stack. Oh, and uh, life gain on the stack. I that's, remember that. Now. That's pretty much my greatest achievement in a game of PDH, and I wasn't even playing. That's awesome. So uh, yeah, I went. I went from watching Eric die twice in one game to killing Jeremy, and uh, now now I'm a pal. Yeah, <laughs> that's how you oh, get to be in. one, I guess. Yes. Perfect. And the secret is only showing up at the house. Yep. Just show <laughs> up. Just show up. Bring some decks. We'll play some magic. Perfect. Heck yeah. Bring some energy drinks, too, because you're going to need it. But I want to go back to what he was saying about, you know, just us streaming the chat involvement and what like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you, if you watch us, you get channel points. And we, we like I said, we don't really care about what happens in the game. We like it when it's a little chaotic. Uh -huh. So you can spend your channel points on us just looting so everyone draw and discard the card. You can spend channel points for a random player from the Monarch. You can spend channel points for a gotcha. So we can't say a word unless well, we say the word. We take two life. It's there's so many ways to ruin the game. And last night was incredible because two players died just saying the gotcha word. Yeah, <laughs> see that's awesome, and that's that's what I was saying earlier too about how you're not just you know click play magic, watch me play magic, and then go home or whatever. You know, it's it's you're interactive with the fans, with the viewers. You know, they're part of the game. You know, it's like they're there in the dining room or whatever with you. They're not just a viewer. Right. You know, you make them part of the pals. Yeah, I like to think they have some involvement. Yes, absolutely. Yes, something at stake by watching this. Yep, and I, I don't, you know, the, based on the MTG content I consume on Twitch or YouTube, there's not a lot of that out there. Yeah, unfortunately, I, I, to be honest, I think, and Alcadron even said this earlier, I think a lot of people don't really want to watch people play Magic too badly. I think what does well from like an actual marketing standpoint for magic is people talking about magic things like this podcast yeah. do very well something like a set review or a deck tech or something talking about magic is very popular but i don't know if there's much of a market for people just watching people play magic and i think that's another reason I, we try to make it less about watching us play magic and more about hey look at these silly guys doing some crazy stuff you right, know. I I think you've found at least for now, you know, a, a very successful formula for doing that. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree with you. I think that's. I work in my truck a lot, like forty hours a week. I'm probably in my truck for thirty two of those hours, just driving around doing my work or whatever. And so I'm pretty much on podcasts all the time, and ninety nine percent of those podcasts are MTG related. And you're right, like I, some of my favorite podcasters or my favorite episodes of certain shows are just when the hosts are just talking about the game. Yep. 
You know, they're not dissecting it. They're not like going into stats and numbers and win percentage and meta breakdown and all this stuff. It's just like I can press play and it's like I'm sitting in the car with two best friends that are talking about magic. So, yeah, I think it's magic's biggest strength is like the deck building and and the theorizing. I think it's it's yeah, endlessly fun to do with magic. Yep, the gameplay is, a, sure. in my opinion, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's secondary to all that. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's why I really, really like the channel points and stuff like that. Like, you can bet on who you think is going to win the game, too. It just incentivizes people to That's stay awesome. in the game and watch, <laughs> like, you know, contribute to it in their own way. Which That's I bad. agree with what John and Alec were saying. Like, people don't like watching magic. They like brewing it. Right. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's and the best part of, to me, it's the best part of Magic is theorizing decks, talking decks, putting together decks, and then playing them once. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so. right. Yeah, and I was definitely hesitant when we were first talking about doing the, the whole channel point scheme. Um, but now I would never want to take it out. It's too fun. And it's, no, like, it's, yeah, it's like everyone's playing. It's great. Yeah, It's it's so good that I, I don't, I'm not going to upload the old games without them anymore. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, oh, I think we're yeah, about okay. done uploading some of our oldest games. We're gonna... People need to watch what this channel points, what they do to the game. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> they ruin it it's every awesome. single way imaginable. Yeah, it's and it's great. great because everyone involved is having a good time. Like Everyone? You, everyone on both sides <laughs> of the wow. game. Look at that us. Not us, yeah. Everyone else. That's oh, fine. I can't, I can't wait for Pete. What we're here for. I can't wait for Pete to drop his 100k points and just ruin our week. Oh, that'd be awesome. I mean, not for you guys. For us, though. Awesome. <laughs> it will be glorious. It's a good way to put it. Uh, I think we're about out of questions in the show notes. Uh, before we hit the outros or anything, we're going to get to all your links, all your uh, social media stuff. I'll put all that stuff down in the show notes um, as well as, as you guys giving them out to the listeners. But uh, is there anything else you guys wanted to touch on or talk about before we get out of here? I don't think so. I'll just say, you know, yeah, we, we do stream regularly still. Uh, our current schedule is Tuesdays, Thursdays, 7 p.m. Eastern at twitch.tv slash pdhpals. So I'm sure that'll be in the in the description somewhere. Oh, yeah, for sure. But, um, yeah, I think that uh, we, we pretty much cover anything. Eric, anything else? Nah, just, you know, join. We have a, we have our own Discord where we just post our own shit. And our, our, our like, consistent viewers, they post what's going on in their life and stuff like that. It's cool. Uh, we have a Facebook. We don't really post on it too much. I mainly just yeah. post that the game's going live. But yeah, I'm on Twitter. It- if, if you're inter- interacting with somebody on Twitter with the Pals moniker, it's 99% of the time. I yeah, <laughs> it took me a while to, to figure that out, and I think Dave had to tell me that a few weeks ago. I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, Eric's our unofficial uh, social media manager, I guess. <laughs> yep. He and somehow, s- unfortunately, fell into that role. <laughs> this sucked me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's not too bad. Uh, we have, we are on Reddit every so often. I don't really post too much. I think John actually posts on the Reddit more than I do. Okay. Yeah. So you're interacting with them on Reddit. It's John. In the uh, in the PDH <laughs> server, or what do they call it? Pop, the popper Yeah, popper R slash popper EDH is is our Reddit yes. channel. Yeah, we we'll post more doing like a set review there or something. Okay, perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that's mainly it. Like, join the stream, watch us live, join the Discord. You know, all the good stuff. Yeah, it's absolutely. a lot of fun. Uh, Dave, Liam, did you guys have anything else you wanted to, to throw out there to the guys? I'm I'm just going to reemphasize you should join the, uh, the the PDH Pals Discord. That's where I post pictures of my tattoo. Yes. Oh, yes. Very cool. Mm. 
It's looking good. Thank you. It's looking great. I'm so jealous. I'm excited. Every time I pass a tattoo shop on the way home, I was like, oh. <laughs> How many uh, channel points do I need to, to spend to get you a tattoo? <laughs> Zero. <laughs> we'll do it live right on the table. There you go. I'm just going to draw my arm on the table. Oh, Quick. No. Yeah. Get the tattoo gun. <laughs> this is very insanitary. The one tattoo I want, though, is Jace's erasure holding a ghoul collar's bell. I've always wanted that as a tattoo. Huh. That does sound amazing. Huh. That is... <laughs> Quite the combination. Yeah, I like it. No, the only the only thing I've got left is uh, at some point I'm gonna have to schedule a trip. Yeah, man. Oh yeah, book those tickets. Yeah, you're a lot closer than I am for sure. Distance is relative. (laughs) (laughs) Time is a construct. Distance is relative. It'll be fine. I mean, I mean, I I believe we're both on the east coast, but man, that's a drive. East coast is a big coast. It is a large coast. Of all the coasts we have, it is. It is big. the The first time I visited, I flew in, which was fine. But uh, the the other two times, I've taken the train Amtrak. Mm-hmm. I, I this is this is my endorsement of the Amtrak. It's really nice. Oh, Amtrak is amazing. Oh, nice. Yeah, I have I have literally never taken a train anywhere. Uh, I took a train to New York a long time ago, and uh, it was kind of fun. It was very slow though. Not the high speed rails. I mean, I got I got podcasts. It can it can be slow. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not fussed. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that pretty much wraps it up. Like I said, we'll get all the all the links, all the details, all the social media stuff down in the show notes for everybody to click on and go to. Uh, definitely check out their Moxfield and stuff. But if you need any more Popper Commander talk in the meantime or have any questions about the format or about the pals or anything of that nature, um, you can email us, the, the pdhpod at gmail.com. You can head on over to the PDH home base's website or the Discord server. The, the website will pretty much take you to the Discord, so you might as well just head straight there. Uh, you can find Liam and I on Twitter at Popper Command and Popper underscore B, respectively. And you can find Dave talking about PDH and his tattoos just about everywhere else on the Internet. I'll put all the links down there. And then um, before we get out of here, episode 15 wraps up. I want to give a big thanks to MTG Brad for letting us use their original music again for the show. And from everyone in here to everyone out there, brew up 200 decks and play a whole bunch of games. And we'll see you in about a week. Peace. Pack wrap, packing up. See you. See y'all. You got to keep that. I brought bump the decks to the party.